They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard I never took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns Bumps and bruises I live, I learn I'm from that city Full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start In these parts without paper Homie, I grew up in hell A block away from heaven That corner ain't 15 minutes It move a seven Pure snow Hey everyone This is Gary A. Swaby And you're now listening to Episode 15 of the Powercast And we will be discussing Power Season 4, Episode 5. It was a crazy episode that we just saw. A lot happened. But uh, before we get to the recap and discussion, let me introduce Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Doing pretty good, Gary. And everybody, welcome back to PowerCast. That was an awesome episode. I can't wait to talk about it. Indeed. And we also have Mrs. Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? everyone hello indeed so yeah let me just quickly recap the events of that amazing episode that we just saw so the episode opens up with angela telling pars that she thinks jamie is innocent pars is her sister of course and then uh, we see the prosecution having a meeting and they basically want to use um they want to bring up some money that Tommy lent to Jamie as a means to start a RICO case so that they can, you know, um, they can bring the whole organization to trial, pretty much. Um, and then at the prison, we see Tony Teresi telling um, Marshall Williams that Jamie may have been behind him getting transferred because apparently Williams is getting transferred out of the prison. So um, Teresi tells him that, you know, Jamie and his lawyer, they have a lot of connects and they probably had him transferred. Um, So obviously that kind of gets Marshall Williams upset. And then we see um, a a comeback. Um, Former truth owner Stern visits Jamie in prison and he offers to help him financially, but Jamie declines. Uh, And then later on, we see Angela meeting up with both Jamie and Silva. Um, Silva, Terry Silva, you know, is uh, Jamie's um, new lawyer at the moment. Uh, And, you know, she basically asks Jamie how the prince got in Greg's window. And he tells her that, you know, Greg had some sort of evidence about her being the mole and everything. And that's why he was there. And just so... Um, she's aware that he's telling the truth he tells her that she came into the apartment which is true and he actually tells her what she said to herself when she came into the apartment while Jamie was there so at at that point she of course believes him Um, and then you know Angela tells them that uh, the prosecution is going to bring up the loan from Tommy the money that Tommy gave Jamie So, yeah, basically from there, Jamie has to kind of, um, he has to, well, he tells Terry what the money was for and everything, um, even though he might not have been 100% truthful with that. But yeah, uh, later on, Jamie testifies in front of the judge about Tommy's loan 
and you know he basically says it, the money was for uh, security at the club and everything like that. Um, and then a few scenes later, we see Stern come back and he approaches Tasha, and he offers that same financial help to Tasha. Uh, and then we see Dre setting up a new underground club to replace Truth because Truth got shut down last week. So yeah, he has he now has an underground club where he can push the drugs and everything and he shows Tommy and you know Tommy's very pleased with it. Uh when we go back to the court, we see Sandoval questioning Jamie and he puts a lot of pressure on Jamie about, you know, um he's forcing the the, the issue of Jamie murdering Greg and everything and um Jamie Jamie kind of loses his temper under the pressure and he shouts out I did not kill Greg and you know it kind of makes him look a little angry angry black man and everything you know uh and then later on there's a scene back in in the prison at the gym when Jamie's you know working off some stress and everything and Marshall Williams approaches him and everyone leaves the gym and everything and um Marshall Williams gets very disrespectful talking about, you know, how he's going to throw the D at Tasha and how the kids are going to going to call him daddy and everything. And at that point, Jamie snaps and, you know, he he hits Marshall Williams and they start fighting. You know, Marshall Williams gets the the baton or whatever and he starts hitting Jamie with it. And um then Jamie actually grabs a dumbbell and he hits Marshall over the head with the dumbbell and he repeatedly does that until Marshall Williams is dead Uh, and then after that Tony comes in the the gym with a second inmate I can't remember his name Um, the the second inmate tries to stab Jamie but then Tony strangles him from behind and then Tony basically helps Jamie make it look like that you know the, the inmate killed Marshall Williams and then hung himself so you know he kind of saves Jamie at that point um and then later on Tasha approaches Tommy about um you know sleeping with Keisha Lakeisha and everything and Tommy kind of admits to it and then Tasha brings up Holly and um Tommy finally confesses about Holly's murder and explains what happened with um, Holly putting a hit on Jamie and everything and um, Tasha kind of you know understands at that point um, and then back in court we see Angela actually get called up as a witness by Terry Silver and you know the prosecution is shocked at that point um, and Angela talks about the surveillance footage that she saw and about how, you know, Jamie went nowhere near where the gun was found at the bar and everything. And she mentions that she told Sandoval about this. And, you know, he basically said it wasn't worth looking into. She also brings up some stuff that she told John and, you know, he kind of dismissed it. Uh, and then, you know, immediately John brings up her relationship with Jamie and talks about how Jamie stole evidence from right under her nose and everything. And the judge gets very mad at the prosecution team's incompetence, and he dismisses all charges against Jamie, and the prosecution team are suspended at that point. 
Um, and then later on at the club, we see Kanan visit Dre in the office. And Dre gives him what he says is the final payment. And he tells him to leave Tariq alone. And obviously, Kanan gets a bit agitated at that point. But then um, Dre actually starts making a proposal and tells him that he can help him get back what's rightfully his, you know, meaning the, the drug business and everything. And while they're talking, Julio actually walks into the, the club and he sees Kanan talking with Dre through the window. Uh, and then later on, Tasha's thanking Terry Silver for, you know, saving the family and everything and getting Jamie off and everything like that. And after Terry leaves, she immediately calls Stern. And then um, later on, we see Tommy preparing to leave for Chicago because he has some business to handle, the drug business and everything. Uh, and then as Jamie's getting ready to leave prison, Teresi gives Jamie a phone and tells him to give the phone to Tommy when he gets out. And, you know, he threatens to talk about what happened with Marshall Williams unless, you know, Jamie um, complies with, with what he says. So uh, the final scene is Kanan walking into his apartment and he's looking for Tariq. And, you know, um, Jukebox is actually there. She walks out and she mentions that Tariq is out cold sleeping. And she says, um, she tells him that Jamie is getting out and that now it's time to, um, you know, bring back the kidnapping angle, get the money and then kill Jamie and everything. And then Kanan's final final words are, okay, what do you need me to do? And we see a little smirk on his face. And that's how the episode ends. So crazy episode right there. Uh, a lot of plot twists, a lot of, you know, crazy stuff. Like, I feel like after this episode, the whole season is going to change at this point. Like, you know, it's going to, there's, there's so many different things that it opens the doors, doors to at this point. So, Richard, um, what, what's your initial thoughts after everything that happened in this episode? So, let me start by just reiterating what I had said uh, when we started recording. Uh, hands down, this this had to be the best, best episode of Power so far this season. Uh, so many things that took place. Um, really, really hard to unpack and get to everything, but I'm just going to mention a few things that I thought were was... Was, was very very interesting so let's talk about the uh death that took place in this episode when uh ghost decided to finally kill this 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 guard that he's been having issues with uh the physicality of that particular attack it almost looked like it could have been a dream it could have been fake but just the brutality and the nature of it was just ah oh, man it's uh that that's, that that shows you the dangerous side of ghosts. You know, I feel like uh, so far this season, you've seen that the character has been struggling, trying to to deal with the situation of being in jail. Uh, so now you finally saw him do this act. And of course, you know the guy you mentioned earlier that uh, walked in the jail. That's the biscuit guy, the guy who tried to rape him a couple of episodes ago. So we yeah, saw that's the one. Yeah, we we saw Teresi take him out as well, and you know. That was a, a, a moment of bonding between them. Now, of course, you know, as you mentioned at the end of the episode, once, you know, Ghost does find out that he is going to be let free, 
yeah, Terassi tells me to give, give him that phone or that may, or, or else he's going to reveal uh, what happened in that jail cell. But, you know, the thing about that is that he can do that, but he would also be revealing, you know, he would be putting himself in, in trouble as well because he also killed Biscuit. Um, obviously, though, he has a life sentence. I mean, he's not getting out. So I guess either way, it wouldn't matter. Even if they added protect on more time to his current uh, time. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, just to see that scene, though, is very, very brutal scene to see with the whole guy getting killed. But uh, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was very, very graphic. But, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I, you know, I guess this is something where you wanted to see Jamie somehow, you know, overcome that character. So he took this route. I'd be very interested to see if there are consequences for that later. Uh, And one thing I do know, like, like I mentioned with, with, with the whole thing with the phone that Teresi did tell him to get him that phone. The issue was that, of course, Tommy is headed, headed to Chicago now and not able to reach him. So I don't know if that's going to be an issue now moving forward, you know, because, you know, maybe he if he doesn't get that phone to him in enough time, they may put him in jeopardy. So we have to see how that goes. Uh, a few other points I want to make real quick and then I want to give the floor to Dana. Uh, Simon Stern, the return of this guy. And let me just say that this guy, he looked like shit in this episode. You know, we got to keep it real. This, this guy looks, <laughs> he looks worse than he looked the last time I saw him. Like, and, you know, if I look, if I was to look at this guy, I would be like, well, how could you assist me? You know, look, just, just, just look at you. You look like a shell of, of yourself. So, <laughs> uh, at the end, of course, Tasha took the money because she does need the money to make sure uh, the thing about it is that we didn't really see the fallout with her, you know, actually making that decision um, because, you know, Ghost already told him, no, we're not going to do that. So this was a decision that was made without Ghost knowing about it. And I'll be curious to see how he will respond to that in the next episode because he already told him no, but Tasha told him, yes, we need it. And they do need the money uh, because the club is shut down for now. You know, we don't really know if any of that other stuff is going to get opened up again. I, I would assume eventually it will. Um, but there's a lot of things going on at the moment that are up in the air that we're probably going to get some answers for in, in the next episode. Uh, and one other quick thing that I will mention is all this whole thing with, uh, again, uh, 50 Cent, you know, well, Kanan. Finally being seen by Julio is a big deal. You know, Julio obviously doesn't really know who the character is, though. And I wanna, I'm want to. i curious to see what happens now because I think – one thing that we did get in this episode, as we gotten in all the other episodes, there has been tension building between uh, all the all these people in, in Tommy's camp, and then also the fact that Tommy doesn't fully trust Drake, so he does work with him, but he still keeps his eyes on him. So the fact that now that Dre has been talking to this other guy, you know, Julio may try to come to Tommy and tell him, "Hey, he's talking to some other guy. I don't, I don't really recognize that guy." Now Tommy may just, you know, shun him away and just say, "Well, this isn't your, this is this is your problem, not my problem." But uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that dynamic now because that's going to cause a lot of issues. And um, also, you, you you take into account the fact that all this other stuff going on with uh, the kidnapping that this is going to be a very interesting situation to see how all of this comes together. You know, obviously. You know, Tariq has been working with them. I, I would assume that he's still going to be working with them. He may even be forced to do it even more frequently now, uh, given this particular situation. Or they can just, you know, make it pretend like everything is cool 
you know, you're just, you're just here with us. You don't have to go home, that type of scenario. I mean, I don't know how they're going to tell that part of the story yet. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, once again, that this has been an excellent episode. There's been a lot of things happening. Um, and I feel for the fifth episode, which is, of course, the midpoint, because this is a 10-episode uh, series, this is, a, this is excellent, you know. So I'm very curious to see what happens in the next five episodes. But that's what I thought about this particular episode. Yep. So, Mrs. Dana, um, what would you think about that episode? What's your thoughts? This was a very, like, an emotional roller coaster of an episode. And I know it's at the midway point, but I I think that everything happened all together at once too quickly. And I don't like the fact that everything just seems to have 20 different plots at the same time. I am very happy that... Um, there's suspicion surrounding Dre a little bit. And that we don't know now. Now that can probably cast a doubt on how I predicted the character being basically kind of like shades hiding in the dark until he waits for his moment and he's the one who takes over everything. So that kind of puts me in a loop. And I'm really expecting to see what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to that aspect. The thing with the ghost being released from prison, the part is that I think that they... Me, personally, I would like to see him stay in prison a little bit more and see everything that was happening on the outside world basically fall apart without him. Uh, we didn't get that much, but I do appreciate this one thing. The part when that jail fight, and he took those dumbbells and he smashed that, that guy's head in, that, to me, reminded me of season one's ghost when we was introduced to him, when he basically went and he shot that guy just point blank right in the head, no thought about it. When he was changing in the mirror and it was his blood, and he was like, oh, this is some blood. It's nothing more. And you got to see who Ghost really is, and you got to see who he was hiding from, but you got to see his true nature. This reminded me of Ghost's true nature finally coming out and saying, hello, you know, don't forget about me. I'm still here. I may be in prison, or I may have this hard time, and this, and everything seems to be going downhill for me. And I'm really, you know, want to get out the game. And I'm looking all sad and pathetic and pitiful. But this is who I truly am. And he can switch just like that. I love that. To me, that was the yeah. best scene out of the whole episode. Probably a little bit out of the series so far. So for that, I'm so looking forward. Because to me, it just feels like we're going to get the original ghost we're gonna get the real ghost again and he's gonna just rain chaos on everyone um again Tariq is still alive not sure how I feel about that no one beat him yet he was asleep they could have easily just beat him in sleep but he's still alive so we'll see how that unfolds I'm looking forward to that very much so and I can kind of see when I was watching it it was like a kind of glimmer in 50 cents eyes when he said that line well, you know, everything is about to go down. And this is like what everyone's been waiting for. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Again, Angela's still alive. I don't know why, but she is. And uh, that that was kind of a, a little bit of a disappointment. I wanted to see her kind of like simmer a little bit, but she didn't. And the case being thrown out, I didn't exactly like that. I wanted to actually see a trial. I wanted to see Tasha has to have to testify. I want to see, you know, what would really happen if Tasha had to choose a side. 
and we didn't get that. And I feel that I was robbed from that wonderful opportunity. And I have no idea what's going to happen. But to me, I think that would have been like a really wonderful moment if the case wasn't dismissed and she just had to like figure out what she was going to do. And we as fans didn't know either. So I think that was a one missed opportunity. But overall, I'm very excited for what's coming up. I have literally have no idea. I cannot predict this at all. But I'm looking forward to everything. And yay for this episode. It was such a wonderful... It scared me, actually. Because I'm afraid that it was just so good. That everything is just going to go downhill. But I'm trying to remain positive. So, yay. Uh, I, I don't think you need to worry. I'm sure Tasha is definitely going to be choosing some sides pretty soon. Well, um, I hope it's and... not the predictable side. That's the only thing that I want. Oh, we'll see. Um, and going back to what you said about Ghost really coming back out again since like the first season, I completely agree with that because I remember that scene you were talking about from the first season in the very first episode. Absolutely. And I actually have... I have a friend who didn't make it past that episode because that ghost scared him so much. Like, he didn't want to watch a show that violent, I guess. So, yeah, like... It, <laughs> it the fact that it was, like, so brutal. It was the fact that if you look at it, it was kind of simple because he didn't really do any of the dirty work. Remember, you had... They taught Dre how to chop up the body and put it in the car. So it really wasn't... And that also reminded me back again with Dre. Remember, they've been teaching Dre from the very beginning how to do things. So he, he's very knowledgeable. And I see him, you know, he's storing all that information. But if you look at the first episode with Ghost, he really didn't do all of that heavy lifting. It wasn't like, I'm going to chop the body and I'm going to be really mean and menacing. He did it so without a care. You know, it was like him just going shopping for milk. He just shot the guy. And then he went <laughs> home and you saw him look in the mirror at the blood and was like, ah, another day. He didn't even like, oh my God, he wasn't even like scrubbing at it. He looked in the mirror and he was just like, this is who I really am. And this is the blood. Another day. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. That is how you create a character that's truly menacing. You don't need anyone who's screaming or yelling or, you know, hacking up people to death. You need that quiet nature and that quiet side that just says, don't mess with me. Because while I don't look it at this moment, I can really mess you up. And I yeah. loved how, I don't know if it was intentional, but I just love how it, to me, it just transported me back to that first episode. Uh, I, I just want to make cool. a quick comment. I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with pretty much everything that, that you both said. The, the one thing I, that I will say, though, uh, in relation to the death in this particular episode is that, just like you said, that, that death in season one, it's like he did it. He didn't have a care in the world. This is a lot, this is a little bit more different because it's a lot more personal. And you remember what, what what the guy told him before that happened about the fact that he was going to take his wife and mess with the kids. Now, I don't know, think that he really cares too much about Tasha anymore, but the kids is obviously, you know, a whole different situation. So you mentioned the kids and the wife. Uh, yeah. He, then he definitely, oh, he said, oh, yeah, Charlie Murphy, you going you gonna to get dealt with right now. No, I see him yeah. still caring about Tasha. I can see him doing that for Tasha. Yeah. Yeah. I think deep down inside, no matter what has happened between them, there is a genuine love and a care that he has for Tasha. And if anyone was to hurt her, I can see him reign in all hell. 
Yeah. yeah. You can be in a place where you may not like the person, but you will always love them. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And remember, she didn't have to go to show up in prison. She could have easily just walked away. That's right. Absolutely. Anything for him. And she still did. Whether or not she may have been confused or even her own feelings, she still showed up. And there's a genuine connection between those two characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely need, they need a connection for the, for the sake of the family. And it's not even, I don't even see it really being about money or a status or power. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, so yeah, just bouncing off of what we're talking about with Tasha and Jamie. So, we saw Stern come back, right? So, what is what could Stern's motive be here? Because he wants to help them financially, and he's very adamant about helping them financially. Like, what would drive this character to come back and offer up money for them? Like, what does he want from this situation? Payback. So, revenge. If you have you payback, how? But how? How? How is he going to deliver the payback with by giving them money? Explain. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I think. Even... I think. I, I think I can explain that. Okay. The payback is is very simple when you think about it. L- look at how things were when Jamie first met this guy, and the fact that he was very surprised that, that Jamie had got had all, so much success with the club. The fact that he he was his own businessman. So the payback would be that you know. You remember he alluded to when they had that that incident where they went and had dinner with them in a, in a previous season, and it made it made it feel as though you know yes you 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 what you've done is great but you need to work for me because we already know that you what I, I you know I'm I'm the one with with the, with the most money I, I have the most business acumen you need to work for me you know as like a secondary I don't want to say like a servant so to speak but yeah he basically wants him to work for for him. So the payback is that, you know, he already envisioned Jamie as being that kind of guy where, yeah, you're not meant to be someone who is running your own business. You need to be working with me because I'm the one that's in charge. So that is the payback that he wants. He wants because he sees that Jamie's having a hard time um, and he had all this issue with the court, that he with, with the jail. So he has to start over fresh. So he's saying, yes, you know, so now you now you you were in a good place, but now you're right where you belong. So, yes, you need to work for me and, you know, to benefit my cause, not so much your own. But that's what I think, because so, obviously this is a character that that definitely, as Dana said, it's about revenge. You look at all the stuff that they went through and how he took this guy down. There's no way he's coming back just out of the goodness of his heart to, to just work with this guy. No, there is a motive behind all of this. So you think it's a, a case of um, you think his motive is, okay, I'm going to give you this money to help you and your family out and in return, you're working for me now. You think that's what his play is? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, yeah, it has to be that. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe he knows more because we have to also remember the fact that Cantos did work for Jamie and they went to work with him. Cantos could have easily told him about the dirty stuff that Jamie did in that club all the stuff that was going on in the club. He could use that as, you know, down the road to try to manipulate him to say, well, yeah, you are working for me, but now you're going to stay working for me because if not, then I'm going to reveal all this information and put it out there in the open. So it could be that also. Um, but it's definitely a motive behind it. He's not just coming back just, oh, I want to I want to give the brother a job. No, no, come on. We already know this character is not that kind of character. Obviously, he's Jamie... 
really destroyed his life in many ways. You know, his marriage is is, is finished, done. So, yeah, he's going to try and expose Jamie any way that he can. It's just that we have to see what the writers have in mind. But it's something that's definitely being set up as far as that's concerned. Can I piggyback off of that? Yes, can I go ahead. Say that the best way to get to a man, and if you look at is through ego, and by having another man take care of your family, that right there mm, is a yep. big blow to someone's self-esteem. Yes. I think that's way more powerful than say if you was to shoot someone's family member to know that oh you're less of a man look at me a stranger has to come and take care of your own family something that you can't do yeah because of how you the predicament that you end up with your life your wife came running to me and accepted my money but not with not yours that's a good point so yeah so i agree with richard's sentiments yeah, I agree with you both. You know, I just wanted some more clarity on that for the listeners. But yeah, I completely agree with that theory because um, I think it's kind of the only thing that makes sense because, you know, there's no other reason for this character to come back in the picture and, then, you know, offer up money. So, yeah, I completely agree. Um, but as for some other characters in the show, we have a lot of um, motives to work out, you know, after that episode. So um, let's go to... Um, Oh man, who should we go to? Let's go to Sandoval, okay? So we see Sandoval questions Jamie, you know, in court and everything. He puts pressure on him. And then later, Angela comes back, you know, with the uh, the swerve. And, you know, she she puts the prosecution team on blast. The judge gets really mad and he throws out the entire case. And, you know, it's a wrap. And then we do have a scene. I didn't mention it earlier, but we have a scene where, you know, Angela and Sandoval are in the, the elevator together on their way out. And, you know, um, uh, Sandoval says something slick. And then as Angela's trying to leave, you know, he, he grabs her. He physically grabs her and says, you know, are you satisfied? You let a killer loose and yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, um, Angela hits him with some Spanish. And she's like, you know, I'm going to bring... Um, whoever did this to Greg to justice and you know it's, it's going to come to light eventually yada 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 so she's kind of I don't know if if she was alluding to the fact that she might know something but yeah um, what's Sandoval's next move going to be because now the prosecution team that they're suspended at this point um, they might have an investigation I don't know like uh, I think the judge mentioned some sort of investigation to figure out you know why the team is so incompetent but um, yeah, what was his next move going to be at this point? What's he going to do next? Because he is the actual murderer, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let, let me just say real something real quick about that particular scene. Uh, that you know that right there was should be very suspect to Angela. The fact that you have to use force, grab her by the arm, and then say, "Hey, you put the wrong killer. You let you, you set the wrong killer free." That when I saw that, I would say, you know, she should pick up on something right then and there. The fact that he is so gun ho that Jamie did it, but then when okay it didn't work out, now you're gonna grab her like that. That's uh, a little, it's a little, a little ridiculous. You know that the character has been very sloppy uh, and very desperate in trying to make sure to try to pin this on somebody else. So I would say if I had to make a guess of what will happen next, now he may try to shift the blame towards someone else on the team, and I would say possibly Angela. You know now. 
of course, we know that the other character that was killed, the informant that knew all this information, that was a character that was trying to pin it on Angela. So unfortunately, that character cannot in any way offer any information. But I, I had a feeling that he would have tried to reach out to that character and just say, yeah, so what information do you have on Angela? I, I want to expose her. Um, but I, I do feel as though as a result of this particular incident now, I feel like it, it definitely splits sides down, you know, it's, uh, down the middle. And I think that, you know, you're probably going to have some people a part of that team that will work together and others that, that will decide to to work, to work together as well. But I definitely think it's going to be a situation of Sandoval now going against Angela because of how all of that went down. Um, and also the other guy, um, uh, I, I know the only know the actor's name, but the Asian guy, uh, I believe it's John Mack. Um, yeah. This this guy this guy also was quick to reveal the information about Angela to basically throw her un, under the bus once she had revealed about the evidence that they didn't that they didn't look over. So I feel like if if it is going to split up, he'll probably side with Sandoval, and then they will try to work figure out who the killer is on their end, and Angela. We'll team up with whoever else is left and try to figure it out on her end. That that would be my guess now. But uh, the Sandoval character, I feel as though he's going to definitely try to do more now. I mean, he already tried to do as much as he could to get ghosts, you know, killed. So now I feel like he's going to try even harder now to pin it on somebody else. And I would have to say he's going to really try and pin something on Angela just because he didn't like how that whole situation went down. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. I can, yeah, I can see that. Um, Dana, you got any theories on that? I didn't like how that scene went down because it was way too literal. Um, I'm gonna just kind of hope that Angela's stupid and didn't get it. And <laughs> I kind of like Richard's idea of maybe she'll be the one who's pinned on everything, which would just be lovely. And I know all the fans would probably rejoice. And instead of you know. And dying, she'll just end up in prison by being framed terribly. But um, I, hope I didn't like that scene. <laughs> I didn't like that scene at all. Um, I just felt that it was like lazy writing, and that you know they was he kept trying to basically tell her that I'm the one who did it. It's me all along. But I just don't like how it went down. So. I really don't know how that's gonna go unless you just see him pin it on someone else, and the only person I can see is Angela. But then again, that would be too that would be too predictable. But his actions again seem to be very predictable, so it it could be that way. Yeah, um, Richard, you mentioned uh, Greg's friend. I believe his name is Bailey or something. Um, yeah, I, I feel like. Angela's not going to give up trying to figure out who really killed Greg and who is the more. So, so I, th- I think she's going to go knocking at that guy's door, Bailey, and she's probably going to find out he's dead. You know, she, she's going to find out that he's not responding, and she might go digging around and find out that he's no longer living, and that could, you know, open up a lot of possibilities in itself as well because she knows that he has some type of evidence. You know, so I, I, th- I feel like some at some point somebody's going to try and contact him and figure out he's he's not alive anymore. Um, so that's definitely going to come back into play, I think. 
and I, I feel like Angela is going to be the person that you know initiates that. Uh, Rich, was you going to say something? Yeah, I just was going to. I was going to say that that is a good point. I, I know that. Uh, well, they, well, they, well, that's the thing. They were supposed to get rid of the body. You remember when he got when he killed her? You know, and then you know, of course, we had uh, the lawyer there. Proctor was there also when all this happened. So uh, the question of. You know, because Proctor said he had a guy, and we said, "Oh, that must be Mike from Breaking Bad," but obviously that's not who it was. Um, <laughs> the whole whole thing is that yes, they said they got rid of the body, so we have to we, we want to find out whether or not they got rid of the body if she does go after that character, and then also the fact of the evidence was all of the evidence destroyed because you know Proctor told Tommy yes that I didn't have any there wasn't any any, any other information that I had so but. What, was he telling the truth with all of that? I mean, I, I have no idea because my thing is this Proctor is loyal to every character, you know, that he needs to be loyal to, obviously. But at some point, he does have a daughter. He has to think about what can he do for her protection in the event that something happens. So I wouldn't put it past the situation that he could all that he could still have some of that evidence. But we have to see what they have planned for that character. But but yeah, going after Bailey. Um, I definitely could see Angela doing that, as you said, but uh, this is going to—it's going to get more interesting now because this, of course, this guy is no longer in the picture. So now that's a whole other murder investigation. You got to figure out well, who did that. But and this guy had information as to who he thought was Grace Killer was. So we have to see how that all pans out. But very interesting. Yeah, I, I think at some point Angela will find out it was Sandoval, either Angela or. Like Nelly Mac said, I think maybe even Tommy or Jamie finds out and then they kind of use him. Um, that That's definitely a possibility now, you know, because yeah, with absolutely. what happened in this episode, you know. Yeah, definitely possible. That would be very good leverage for them uh, if they do find that out. Yes, that was a very good point by Nelly Mac. So yeah, I hope that happens. You know, we have to see. Yeah. So, um, any final thoughts on Sandoval before I move on to the next question? Dana, yeah, I think you were going to say something. Oh yeah, go go ahead, Dana. Um, I just wanted to say that I, I don't see him lasting for very long because it's kind of really stupid what he's trying to do. Act and pop up out of the blue. I, I don't really see a purpose or a point to him. Yeah. And Rich, you was going to say something. Yeah, I just was going to say Sandoval is a snake, so they need to catch that snake and, and lock him up. Um, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, he, he can be used if they do find that information out. But this character, I, I, I really don't like this character, you know, because, yeah, he's very desperate trying to do whatever he can to cover up himself. And I will feel no sympathy for him whatsoever when he finally does get caught or killed. I can say that right now. <laughs> cool. And so, yeah, um, next question I had was going to be about Tommy. So we know he's off to Chicago. Now, I'm really interested in seeing how this plays out in the next episode, like whether they're going to um, actually show him in Chicago during the episode or if that particular thing happens off screen, you know, him being away and stuff, like if all of that happens off screen or whether we actually get to see him in Chicago. And, um, you know, I'm. I, I kind of want to see if him going to Chicago has any relevance on the storyline and going forward. You know, if anything major pops off there in Chicago. Um, 
but yeah uh he's definitely going to be gone we know and i feel like that opens up a lot of uh possibilities in itself of what might happen in next week's episode because um with tommy gone jamie is coming back into the picture and he's he's gonna have to handle a lot of shit because you know dre is gonna be you know he's running the underground club and everything and um kanan depending on how the kidnapping how fast the kidnapping plays out um it's probably gonna play out pretty quickly because they're gonna notice that Tariq's not there at some point so yeah he's gonna have a lot of shit to deal with on his own without tommy being there and of course you mentioned teresi gave him the phone he's not going to be able to give him the phone until you know tommy is actually back from chicago so um how do you guys think that tommy being away possibly for the next episode is going to play out um you know and do you think it has any relevance yeah so i'll i'll go ahead and, and I'll, I'll try to be brief so that dana will you know she can have her time as well i, I will just say this the one major issue with tommy going to chicago you know he's using another phone so literally no one is able to contact him no one at all and that to me is an issue because he's going he's walking you know he's going into chicago obviously we, we don't really know much about the people that they're dealing with too much on the other side of things but we do know that they have concerns they had a concern when when ghosts got 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 jailed that that could come back to them as well so he could very well be walking into a death trap or some type of dangerous situation like the character was in last season so and, and, and again the fact that he can't contact anybody that right there tells me that that character could be in in, in, in for some trouble. You know, obviously, I don't think that they would kill the character, at least not at the moment. You know, the character is one of the best characters on the show, with hands down, and it had, that has evolved over the seasons. So I don't think nothing like that would happen to him. But obviously, if something happens at their meetup, then uh, that, that could be of some concern, definitely, to everything that's going on. And as far as all of the relationships that he has back in New York. Obviously, you know, with Tasha, we, we do know that Tasha now knows he's messing around with Lakeisha. And and that is something that, you know, he, she was never supposed to find out about that, but now she knows. And she also knows about, the, about Holly as well. So obviously everyone is going to be trying to get in contact with him. You know, we, you know, we talked about the, uh, the whole thing with the kidnapping, you know, just like Tasha contacted Tommy before, she may try to contact him again. Ghost may try to contact him again, but they can't reach him. So I think that definitely is going to make things a little up in the air for the characters that do need him the most. And I also think that because we've been seeing this tension building with all the people that are in his organization and the people like Julio and stuff, I don't know if any of those characters, I don't know if Julio's going to be in Chicago also. But my guess is that there will continue to be tensions within his organization while he is away. And that may lead to some other issues that he will have to deal with afterwards. Now, they know that Ghost is out now. They may try to talk to Ghost, confront him, and ask him for some advice, assistance, so on and so forth. But uh, Ghost has a lot of things that he has to worry about now. Um, so I just feel like, yeah, Tommy, I, I, and I, I do I still, I, I, I do think that we'll still see Tommy, obviously. I don't think they're going to have an episode where he's not on it. I think you may see him at some point. But, uh, we just need to see what happens, but I definitely think that something is going to happen while he goes away because, again, he can't contact anybody for any emergencies. They can't contact him. 
that is the worst case scenario. That means something will probably happen at when he goes out there. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and Tommy being away is very important. Like with Jamie coming out because Tommy is not there to brief Jamie on what's been happening. So you know, because Tom Tommy's missing, Jamie's you know he's probably gonna rely on Dre. Um, you know, yep. to, to fill him in. And we know that Dre is kind of plotting something, you know, so that puts him in in dangerous waters a little bit too. So yeah, um Tommy being away could have a significant impact on things. And I feel like when Tommy gets back, things are gonna be significantly different somehow. Um but Dana, you got any theories on Tommy's trip and him being away for the next episode? Tommy. He is dead. He is gone. He is dead. He's gone. Oh, uh, yeah, don't no, say that. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna basically kill him. He's gonna be killed off, and no. it's going to be, it's gonna be the the rise of Dre. Because <laughs> there's no one. Uh, seriously, there's no one there anymore. So basically, Ghost is walking in, not knowing anything. What's going on? Tommy's going to be knocked off or maybe he might be kidnapped or in some extreme danger who he's not necessarily killed but he's hanging on for his life and it's going to just be that's when all the chaos starts to come so I'm actually looking forward to this I think it's by him, by them doing that I think it's going to be slightly predictable and I'm predicting that it's going to just be the, the chaos and this is going to be an ambush oh, yeah. episode, an episode either six or seven but it's going to be some ambushing now i do i do agree that this could somehow be some sort of setup you know for um tommy going to chicago it could somehow be a setup you know somebody could be trying to set him up whether it's um police or you know whether it's you know somebody from the drug organization trying to set him up like this could definitely be a setup somehow so I'm not going to rule out the possibility of this being a setup and Tommy walking into a trap, but I don't think he's going to die yet. Well, but, I, yeah. I look. This is how I see. I see that you know we're at the very midway point, and things have to actually start happening within what we got five more episodes, and the way to really accelerate this story is to start knocking. I, he doesn't necessarily have to die, but he can be kidnapped. Or half beaten to death. That yeah, that's works. a possibility. And I, I want them to show Chicago. They're gonna. I, I want this episode, half an episode, to be in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope we do see some, you know, some of what Tommy's up to. Um, honestly, but um, we'll see. I mean, if they wanted to, I mean, I wouldn't complain if they didn't show Tommy because there's still a lot of shit that they could focus on in New York too. But I would like to see Tommy though in in Chicago. So I hope Where, they do. They don't have to like live in, in you know in Chicago, but they they should at least show like four clips of what's gonna happen, four scenes. Yeah. Of him getting there, him thinking everything's okay. Him being kidnapped and him thinking he's gonna die. That's it. Yeah. Oh. And then like the fallout of where the heck is Tommy later on. And that's when Drake well, that, and everyone else. So are you telling me 
are you telling me that Jamie has to do with two kidnappings? Like, that's a lot of pressure for one man. He'll be fine. I mean, it's a lot. And he doesn't necessarily have to deal with it directly. It could be like someone else he sends off to go deal with it. But I do, I, yeah. I mean, the, the, this show is already overloaded. But he can choose between, it's a great um, metaphor. Him choosing between his family and his, his career, his job. Which side does he want to be? Does he want to be Ghost or does he want to be Jamie? Oh, that, that's a good scenario. That's a good plot. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I like that. I there like you that. go. Two kidnappings at the same time. Which is more valuable to you? Your son who needs to be beaten to death or your right-hand man who's been with you forever and is going with Keisha? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yo, you should be you should be a writer for real because that's good. I don't admit that's good. Go ahead, Rich. You got any more thoughts on that? No, I no, I, I agree with a lot of, of what was said. So you know, I'm, I'm just curious to see uh, how they handle that situation. I mean, I, I I do think that the whole thing about uh making that choice, you know, it, the irony of it is, you know, he he does need he does need to have the money to take care of the family but you know if you don't take care of the family uh that's that's a very tough uh place for them to put them in but i could definitely see them taking that path you can take care of your family without money oh he can so you mean you mean they're gonna be homeless then right because they, they can't you know, pay no we can't pay no 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 bills we can't pay no electric be a massive these people are not regular people poor <laughs> not welfare yeah. and food Hey, no, hey, they're going to have to look at the food stamps if it gets, uh... This is, this is, no, this is cash poor. This is not, you gotta, this is drug dealing poor. Not us, the regular folk. Yeah. Oh, well. So, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, he may not be where he wants to be, you know, monetary-wise. He'll be fine, but he has to decide what does he really want to do. Mm. Who does he save? Well, it needs to be family. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Were you gonna say Gary? <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, Jamie definitely has a lot of decisions to make once he gets out, for sure. And you know, he's got a lot of uh, things he needs to attend to. So it's gonna be interesting to see what his first moves are as a free man. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, so. Let's go to Dre and his proposal to Kanan. Um, you know, he was, you know, basically painting the picture of Kanan being in control of the drug trade again. So do you feel like this is Dre basically saying that he wants to remove Tommy and Julio from the situation and work with Kanan and, you know, be be business partners with, with Kanan? Is that what he was saying? Uh, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I, th- I think that is exactly what he was saying. I mean, he pretty much says that uh, Milan is out, I'm in. He made it sound as though he is the main guy running run, running the show now. Now, we obviously know Ghost is not is not in it anymore, so this ain't really has nothing to do with Ghost, but, you know, Tommy is there, Julio is there. So we already know that there is tension with one of the guys on uh, Tommy's team because of the fact that his friend got hit with that car, got, got run over with the car you know, actually, but uh, I think that that is that now that is going to lead to you know, and we already know that they had a conversation. He has has had a conversation with Dre, 
So now they may plot to slowly but surely try to take apart Julio and Tommy, uh, if I had to make a guess, because there's tension there all all across the board, and they don't they don't and you know they already you already saw that they have alluded to it in other episodes. That guy told Julio, "I don't think you have control of your of the your your, your unit either." So um, they're going to mess around with that now, and I think that uh, that is part of the reason that that's part of something that that Dre wants. You know, obviously he can now he can do the club thing as well as the drug thing. Um, of course, the club thing is on a much smaller scale than truth, but he feels as though he has learned enough so far that he can handle both sides. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this how this whole dynamic is is juggled from here on out. But obviously, you know, the fact that he has not really been, you know, he's been talking with all these people. You're talking with with Kanan, you're talking with Tommy, you're talking with all these people, and the conflict between them. I don't. He doesn't really know the full extent of that whole thing with Kanan. I don't think he knows about about any of that other stuff with uh, Kanan and the whole fight. Well, he I think he you know he knows about the fight that Kanan and Ghost had, but all that other stuff. Um, it's like. You know, Ghost and Tommy still think Kanan's dead. All of that's going to come to a head before this season is over, obviously, because that this this is this is going to become more apparent. But um, we just have to see how it's how it's dealt with. But yeah, Dre definitely has motives. Um, we don't know what all the plans are, but I definitely say he's definitely going to try to do what they can to mess things up further with Julio and Tommy. But it's going to be a, little, a lot harder for him to try to, to to try to really impact Tommy because you know Tommy is a wild card. He's you know reckless and smart character. So we'll see how all that comes together. Yeah. So um, Dana, you've often painted Dre as a prodigy and you know a new ghost in the making. Um, so what would you make of this proposal to Kanan that he gave ghost in this episode? start running things. So. Ghost Jr. meaning Dre or Tariq? Dre. No, no, Dre. no. Okay. Literally, no, 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 not him. T- Tariq is busy not being whipped right now. Um, no, Dre is, to me, I call him Ghost Jr. because he was he learned everything. And he, to me, I see him as being as the next ghost. Yeah. And him, you know, slowly taking deals and you see him doing nightclub and you see him he's gonna now do the drug thing and I think that's what he wanted from the beginning so I just see him you know doing that and not being so much caught up and he's trying to separate himself really from the drama but I see him doing that and then plus Tommy he's, he's gonna be busy being kidnapped so it's perfect yeah, but keep in mind, I don't think Dre is aware that Jamie's coming out yet. So he's probably going to be very shocked when, when Jamie. Like he could be very shocked, uh, but he already made his decision. Oh yeah, he already yeah he already committed. But I, I do feel like he's going to be shocked, and it's going to throw him off a little bit because you know, now he kind of has to that thrown off. I think he's going to be like, oh my gosh, this is a surprise. Oh my gosh, and then he'll get his stuff together, and he'll be fine. It does mean he'll need to take a step back because you know Jamie's going to want to get back in the mix he and be in control. So he'll, he'll have to he'll have he to be can, more tactical. He can make Jamie think that, but Jamie, right now, I see so many things happening 
with Kanan. He's going to be stuck with, you know, his son being kidnapped. That, yeah, and you know, Dre- gonna, he's gonna, there's too many things that's going on that I do see Dre just like sliding right in there. Okay, so where do you think Dre's loyalty will lie when he learns of the kidnapping? With himself. With the kidnapping. With himself. Okay. But what does that mean? Like, what what is he going to do when he knows about the kidnapping? Do you think he's going to help Jamie or is he going to help Kane? He can probably help both. And make them think that, you know, I see him as like that double agent thing. And at the end, he ends up reaping the rewards. That's just how so you I think see he'll. It. You think he'll work both sides? I can see him doing both sides. That's interesting. If he helps Jamie, he could lose his opportunity at doing what he really wants. If he helps Kanan, then he loses his opportunity with faking out Jamie. So there's really no win-win for him, for Dre. Dre loses either way. He has to play double agent right now and think about himself. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any final thoughts before I move on? Oh no, I'm very interested to see what happens with Dre now because uh, he is also juggling a lot of different things. And again, the fact that uh, he hasn't really told them that he's been that you know all this stuff going on with Kanan. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see what the reaction will be once all this comes to a head. Cool. Yeah, so the final question I had that I wanted to bring up was, well, not really a question. This is my theory, and then you guys can, you know, let me know what you think of it. So with Kanan and Jukebox, right? So we know Jukebox wants to carry on the kidnapping that they was going to carry out at the start of the season and at the end of last season and everything. She wants to finally go ahead with that plan, get the money, and then kill Jamie, you know, eventually. Um, Me... I feel like Kanan is going to kill Jukebox at some point because I feel like Kanan has grown to be personally attached to Tariq and he kind of sees Tariq as his new son, like as the son he wanted. And I feel like there's going to come a point where Jukebox kind of, um, she, she goes too far with it. You know, she goes too far with her treatment of Tariq and everything and Kanan doesn't like it. And I feel like he may end up actually killing her you know and you know he may want to just um he may keep Tariq for himself basically and uh, this may kind of drag on till the end of the season kind of thing um but I-, I wanted to know what you guys think of this of that idea how about you I, did sense, I did sense some tension between Drew Box and Kanan previously in uh last season but yeah, yeah. go ahead Go ahead, Dana. Yeah, I do. Um, it, I do see the tension between the two. And yes, Jukebox could easily be killed off, but I don't know. It could go either way. I mean, I like that theory a lot. But I just don't see... Are you saying that the the end result is him being able to to keep Tariq to for himself, and that he'll basically continue to twist his mind? Because I could see. I that. feel like he'll he will still have him kidnapped, of course. But like, 
he'll be working towards his own motives, his own objectives. I think Jukebox, Jukebox just wants the money right now, and then she wants to kill Jamie eventually. But I think Kanan wants to play the long game a little bit, and I feel like he's kind of attached to Tariq. So I feel like that might and re- that might result in a conflict between him and Jukebox. And I mean, I don't really up. see it so much as a conflict. If you really put it in that time of terms, I just see it as one of those one and done situations where he just gets aggravated and shoots shoots Jukebox in the head. Yeah. Um, and just keeps it moving. But it yeah, really exactly. depends on how, I mean, if Jukebox keeps going on and starts being, you know, annoying with this, with this whole situation and, and wanting to just do everything for the money and not see the whole long picture and the whole longer game of, you know, really planning this out with Jamie, then yeah, I can see Jukebox just easily going. But it really depends on how Jukebox, if Jukebox is able to see the actual reward and benefit aside from money, then you know, Jukebox could live, but I think I kind of agree with your theory, but I just don't really see it as like some big showdown thing. I just see it as, you know, two in the head and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it could be as quick as that. I'm just saying that I think yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. If, yeah, I can see that. I'm like 75% seeing, seeing your side. Yeah, and because the reason I, th- I feel like that as well is in that scene with Jukebox, it seems like she's very controlling and I'm not sure Kanan likes that because like I feel like Kanan, he's been built up as this big you know bad guy in the show and everything i feel like he needs to be in control and um jukebox was kind of in control there so i feel like she needs to go for kanan to to rise and be that you know big bad guy so i feel like that's another reason why i feel like she might be on her way out um but do you have any thoughts rich yeah, let me start off by saying this is a very excellent theory, Gary, and and I and I, I also noticed the tension. I I think um, one thing we have to remember when they did introduce Jukebox, um, this was a character that that pretty much helped Kanan get back on his feet after all that he's he's dealt with with his confrontation with Ghost. So the character has been steadily trying to get stronger. Uh, you know, he messed around with Jukebox uh, Woman too, which was a very interesting storyline. You know, I haven't seen that woman anymore, so I guess uh, that didn't work out. But um, I definitely could see it coming down to a situation where he has a strong disagreement and he thinks that she has gone too far, and that he 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 try he 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 pretty much tries to shut it down. Um, if he did kill her, that would be very interesting. I definitely see it happening. Um. But I, again, I, I want to see what, at, at what at what point is this situation going to come to a head? Now, let's let let's just let's just say a theory here. I do know that um, we we eventually know that that you know all the stuff that uh, Tariq has been helping out with, they will get caught at some point. Okay, that that is going to happen. So let's paint this picture if if, if we can. You know, jukebox and, and them—they they could easily be at their, you know, maybe out, out out on the job. And while out on that job, there is a, you know, the the, the 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 real police actually do get a tip. They actually go there to stop them from doing the robbery, and then say one of the people that does work for jukebox that she, that she is also has a relationship with gets killed. 
then I could see that when they had that confrontation, uh, she may want to try to kill Tariq because this is all his fault, his involvement, so on and so forth. And then that can be a situation where you see what Kanan will come to his defense and try to stop it. And maybe that is what leads to him killing her. Or there's some type of str struggle that they have, you know, they can go in any direction really with, with that. But I definitely can see that happening that sooner or later, there is going to have to be a decision that has to be made as far as that. We know that Kanan is a character that does, you know, he pretty much does anything that he wants to do. So he, like you said, he's not going to take any orders for, for, for a longer time. Yes. Jukebox did try to help him develop a better plan to take down Ghost, which is a good thing. But at some point, he's going to alter that plan again and do what he wants to do. So we'll have to see how that goes. But I like that theory a lot because we definitely have to know that he definitely has had a bond with him, with uh, Tariq. Uh, we know that there is some type of bond there. You know, Tariq confides, confides in him whenever he has questions, so on and so forth. And that is definitely going to lead to something. So I definitely would believe that he definitely does is concerned about the kid, does care about the kid. And then when they actually try to go through with killing the kid, he may be the one to try to try and stop that. But again, he definitely wants to take ghosts out the picture. It is about him and ghosts. It's, it's always been about him and ghosts. Not so much the kids. Um, but again, we have to see how what their plan is for that. But that is an excellent theory. I definitely want to see how they handle that situation once we once they get to it. But this is the problem that I have with the theory, is the fact that 50, that Cannon is growing an attachment to the kid. Maybe it's all for show. You can't be mean and cold-hearted to somebody and expect them to come to you and attach themselves to you. That's how you get the boy to trust in you, to form that mm -hmm. kind of bond. Yeah. And I think by him... I mean... That's the problem that I have. I don't see him genuinely having this bond with this kid. I see it all being a reason for him to get back at Ghost. Okay, if I'm if I'm reading that scene, like, because I, I really analyze everything, and the way in that final scene, the way he walked in, because Tariq was texting him when he was talking to Dre and everything, and he was texting back, you know, during that scene, and then the way he comes into the apartment and he's immediately calling out to Tariq and stuff, like, he... He seems like he genuinely cares for Tariq in you some can catch way. Feelings. And that's it. I just, yeah. I, I just can't. I can't see the feelings lasting. I think when business comes to business, Tariq is going to be done for. You can easily catch feelings, but you don't have to live in them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I do agree with that, and, and I just want to say this that. Uh, that's how you that 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 will be how you know that the writers are doing a good job if they if, if really it can it can go either way he could be playing around and not really genuinely care about him or he could actually do have some type of feelings for the kid in enough to make sure that nothing really bad happens to him but ultimately we, we will get that answer in the next couple of episodes because something will happen for sure he wants to protect that kid. He wants to be the one that delivers that blow. So if you're going to do that, you don't want anything to come to that kid. You don't want any harm. You want him to feel that he is safe and that you can that he can trust you. And that you're putting on an act and you want people to know, hey, don't mess with this kid because, rawr, I'm going to come back and kill you. You don't want to be like, oh, don't mess that kid because I have feelings and, you know, I really want to love and protect him and want him to be my own. No. <laughs> 
you yeah, I mean, like, I don't. Boy? Let me be I'm clear. I don't. Th- Your whole I don't reputation think is ruined. I don't think it's to the extent that he's like in love with the kid. Like, let me no, make, make that clear. Mean in but... love. I just literally mean. <laughs> no, no. Let's. This is a PG type of love. Yeah, this like I, I feel like it's just. It's just a bond, you know. Like I feel like he he does have a bond and an attachment, but I do feel like he's still playing the game against Jamie as well with that. Like I don't feel like he's given up no, that, I, you know. I see but, this as just being something and ends all. This that's just the goal. The goal is to get to Jamie. If I got to deal with this little kid, and you know, for a minute we we bond for some for a second. I can you can easily bond with somebody, especially a kid. But so we basically agree. We agree. I agree to the fact that this is an act. I agree to the fact that he doesn't want any harm to come to this kid. But at the same time, he's not going to be in the streets looking like a punk, you know, catching feelings for his enemy's son. Not literal romantic feelings, just, you know, bonding, manly feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're trying to say. So yeah, um, that's all the questions I had this week. But um, do you guys have anything specifically you wanted to bring up? No, I think the writing is very strong. Once again, I'm looking forward to it. Don't make Fifty Cent end up being the little little you know person with feelings. And then well, we know we know we know Fifty Cent doesn't have feelings. Um, he Rich, don't have no you feelings. He don't love the hoes. Let him not love the hoes or the hoes' kids. <laughs> Rachel, you got any um, anything you want to bring up regarding the episode? Oh no, I, I just wanted to say uh, yes, it was an excellent episode. Uh, I'll be very curious to see uh, what everybody says in the comment section. I want to definitely give a shout out to everybody that commented last week. A lot of great things were said uh, throughout. Every time we, we do a show, the commenters do an excellent job so we appreciate each and every one of you and we definitely looking forward to what what you have to say about this episode and what happens moving forward with as far as the future of the series yep and to bounce off of that thank you everyone for listening and we appreciate all of the people who left comments last week um thank you all i love the you know all the discussion that happens in the comments because it feels like it's like a week-long discussion of what happened in the episode and it, it helps build anticipation for the next episode so i like that we have that community going you know with the commenters and everything so thank you to everyone who left comments and if you listen to this but don't comment you know we we urge you to to, to get involved because you know we want this to be a community thing so yeah thank you everyone for listening um and you know we can't wait for the next episode we'll be back next week of course to talk about episode six but for now we're gonna make a move and be out see you later people